0: hey guys welcome back to this week's episode of the fitness and lifestyle podcast and today we are joined by a very special guest lifestyle entrepreneur ash good how are you on ash
1: amazing thanks danny how are you
0: i'm fantastic thank you um it's a pleasure thanks to have pleasure you. to have you on the show and i'm really looking forward to to um getting into a a good chat with you today i'm sure the listeners and also the viewers will take a lot out of um our chat
1: yeah thank you i'm really excited to be here and um honored to be on the call so thanks for
0: asking me not a problem at all so we'll, we'll kick start things with you giving us a bit of a rundown on kind of what you do a bit about yourself um and let's let the listeners and the viewers kind of know what you're all about
1: Thank you. So I have a few things on the go. Um, I'm an osteopath uh, by qualification. I'm practicing at the moment. Um, Health coach. I have an online business uh, with a nutrition company. I've been in the health industry for around 10 years and, yeah, very passionate about understanding the human body, understanding the mind, Um, delved a lot into mindfulness and personal development in the last few years in particular and, really ultimately passionate about creating a life, a life I love and helping others do the same as well.
0: Awesome. And what started this whole kind of journey? Were you always right into health and fitness and kind of finishing up with school? Was this exactly what you wanted to do? Like I know you went into um, the chiropractic side, for, oh, sorry, not <laughs> chiropractic, ICO first um, and then you kind of moved into that more, I guess, we'll chat about it soon, but kind of leaving the everyday nine to five grind and, and kind of chasing your own Dreams and goals, but was was becoming an osteo what you wanted to do initially?
1: Yeah, I, I didn't. I finished school. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was always interested in, always into sport, um, always interested in health and wellness, but just wasn't quite sure. And I came across osteo uh, the year after I finished Year Twelve, and uh, went and spent a bit of time with osteopaths and thought this is pretty amazing. Love the human body and found it really fascinating and. Um, went into that study five years, uh, worked as an osteo for a few years in a city in Melbourne and then went traveling, um, got back and a job opportunity came up in Noosa. So I moved to the beautiful Sunshine Coast, which is where I am currently living. And uh, it wasn't until I moved up here that I didn't know a lot of people, had a lot of time on, on my hands and um, I found, I came across a few online wellness blogs and that sort of opened up my eyes to this whole new um, world of nutrition and wellness and the impact that was having on um, on us. And also, I was starting to make a bit of a link between inflammation and nutrition. So I sort of delved into that. I went on to study health coaching and then from there started a blog and then sort of moved on to the online world. And then about four years ago, I um, came across a product and a program and um, – started using that myself and then yeah. turned that into a business which has allowed me to step away from um, being in practice full-time and allowing me to do a lot more travel and um, expand all of these um, things that I want to do and um, help bring them to life so it's been quite the journey but um, I, if yeah anyone had have told me I'd be where I am now a few yeah. years ago I would never have believed them but um, it's been amazing.
0: Unreal and we'll just quickly touch on osteo again so for those that are Watching or listening, and don't know exactly what an osteo does or what type of treatment it is. Do you want to give us kind of a, a, a bit of a, an? Understanding yeah, of sure.
1: So osteo um, osteopathy it's a manual it's a, it's a mode of manual therapy, and we treat the body to really um, improve function and mobility. It's very holistic, so it looks as the body is looks at the body as one unit. Um, That everything's interconnected and we really address the structure to improve the function and improve mobility so if someone comes in with a shoulder issue we're not just looking at the shoulder but everything else around the area in the body to see how it's impacting the shoulder and really I guess trying to find the root cause rather than treating just the symptoms and we use a combination of soft tissue manipulation um, stretching lots of different things and For me as well, um, a big emphasis on self-education and helping people really understand their bodies and understand why what's happening is really happening and then how to minimise it in the future.
0: Yeah, unreal. And obviously, the main topic of today's podcast is going to be kind of based around, like I said before, leaving that nine to five or taking the, the risk of leaving, I guess, a job that's got security and and something you know that you can just rock up to Monday to Friday and you'll, you'll make your income and whatnot and chasing more so your dreams or, or chasing happiness and something, freedom, I guess, um, different than just the regular nine-to-five job. So when that time come about for you to make the decision to kind of leave full-time um, work as an osteo, what was, what was kind of the, um, the tipping point that made you kind of make that decision and what were your feelings and thoughts around taking that plunge?
1: Yeah, uh, it's a really good question, and there are definitely a few things um, that led to me eventually stepping away, and um, it really came down to how I was feeling and how I felt. I always say, like, our feelings are telling us so much, um, but more often than not, we just don't listen, so I was, you know, and at that time, I'd started a lot of personal development and a lot of work on myself, and I was just going to work, and I was feeling heavy, um, I dreaded going to work each morning. I wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't being the best osteopath I could be because I just wasn't passionate about what I was doing. Yeah. Um, so how I was feeling about everything um, and how my energy changed as soon as I walked into work just um, was really impacting my life and it was just telling me so much. So I was fortunate enough to have started building something in the, on the side Um, which was giving me some money which was giving me some additional income and this what what, how I did it was I um, that allowed me to slowly cut back in the clinic so as my side income grew um, I started to cut back days in the clinic um, until I replaced my income and then was able to um, step away full-time so I actually resigned as an osteopath 18 months ago, left the clinic completely um, and focused on my online business, did a lot of travel, um, which I absolutely loved. Um, But funny enough, after taking the break um, a few months ago, I regained my passion for osteo. So I think it was really because of the space that I'm in and, and the work that I've been able to do on myself in the last year um, made me really want to step back into that space of healing and um, found myself back in clinic two days a week. But now I'm really coming from that space of wanting to be there to serve rather than having to be there um, for the money. So I was fortunate enough to really now have a beautiful balance between um, between both. And it's allowing me to build both businesses and, and do it from a space of um, happiness and, and I do have the freedom because I um, have been able to create it so yeah it's awesome very yeah, very so fortunate
0: yes, just found that purpose again and found and kind of figured out your why and that's what led you back to doing both I guess and that's similar <laughs> to you know I was talking to a friend about this the other day in terms of sport um, so this person in particular kind of moved or stepped away from the sport that they would played for such a long time similar to what I did after I had my uh, my ankle reco from basketball. And you know, initially I was like devastated, I couldn't play. And then after a while, it got to the point, I, mean, I never thought this would happen. But it got to the point where I was just, like, I just don't miss it anymore. And, and like you said, I, I actually tried to get back into it. And I just didn't have that drive to actually be there and put in the extra work. And similar to this person that I was talking to the other day, and they actually said, you know, I'm gonna take X amount of time off. And if I get to the point where I feel like you know, every single day I wake up wishing I was doing it again, then they will, but if they don't, then, then they won't. I think that's really important for those people that are listening or watching that maybe go into a job every single day that they're just doing because they feel like they have to or they feel like that's that's it, like they've been in the job for a while so they don't really see themselves ever being able to do anything else. But if you're not happy, then regardless of how much money you're making, it's not really worth it.
1: hundred percent. I'm so big on that. It's just do what Um, Like they say, do it lights you up and you'll light up the world. Like happiness is the ultimate goal, really.
0: Mm. And, you know, staying on that topic, what do you think are some of the objections that some people have? Because, you know, you and I both know there are a shitload of people who are working in jobs that they hate or, you know, it might be a relationship or whatever it may be that, that they hate. But mainly with jobs, what do you think is the thing that's holding most people back from yeah
1: it's a good question and i talk to people about it all the time um because there's so many people that feel so stuck in what they're doing um so a few things i would say they think it's too hard um because they're just so comfortable in their job and they think "What? what am i going to do i have this financial stability and i'm financially comfortable so too hard um not being Number two would be not being clear on what they want. Um, So I think really spending the time on yourself and um, in your life trying to work out, okay, what is it I'm really passionate about? What is it I'm really drawn to? What really makes me happy? Um, So getting clear on what it is they actually want to do. Um, Not being financial enough to leave the nine to five, I think, um, that's obviously big, having some additional income coming in on the side or having enough savings in place, um, can really help that transition out of the nine to five into the passion. Um, and then the other thing I think is, uh, pressure from family or friends. It's, it's, it's funny, it's just so hard for some people to get their head around the fact that this new way, that there is a new way beyond the 9 to 5 and then there are endless um, options out there for people to step into more freedom, more happiness and more success. But um, a lot of people are still stuck in that old school way that the 9 to 5 is the only way.
0: Yeah, a couple of things there. Like the, what the point you just brought up there, especially we're talking about parents and family and stuff. Obviously, our parents or whatever have been brought up in you know, under the impression that that's just what you do—you go to school, you study, or whatever—you pick a profession and then you start your job, and then that's it. Like that's that's kind of the only option. When like you've just said, there's so many options now. The other good uh, point you brought up is the whole transition phase and making sure that you actually do have some form of security and direction when you do decide to leave your job or whatever it is. Because I think, especially now. When people listen to podcasts like this or whatever and, and they hear people talking about how they've just left their job to go and chase their dream, like if, if you're just going to leave your job where you're making a good amount of money and then go to you know, taking pictures of butterflies five days a week but not making any money for it, then you know, maybe that's not such a good idea. But if you can, maybe start a blog about taking pictures of butterflies or whatever you want to do and make some form of money first before you leave, and you have some kind of backup plan and transition, I think that's really important. You can't just drop everything and, and just expect yeah. that everything's going to be all good.
1: I think that's really important too, and I think with that, not having the money behind you or not having a bit of backup um, completely changes the energy of this new job. So if you're going into, if you have a coaching or programs, and you don't have that, money behind you, you're going to be going straight into this space of desperation. You need people to join up for, for yourself, uh, whereas if you've got the backup, then it's not about you, it's about service and it's about the other people and it completely changes the energy and the flow of what's going to come into your life and your, and your new business. So yeah, it's a really important um, point to have something in place um, to help support you financially in that transition phase.
0: It's all about positioning and stuff as well, like you mentioned the coaching side of things. It's obvious when you've got someone who is chasing people to come in and they're making making decisions that they wouldn't usually make if there wasn't that financial pressure there. Like you need to be able to position yourself to a point where people are coming to you, not you chasing after them. Which Absolutely. is hard to do if you're worrying about, you know, paying your rent and everything each week.
1: Hundred percent
0: can't believe the only, the only example I could think of was taking pictures of butterflies as well. <laughs> so all the things that I could think of, that's what come up. <laughs> um, so when is you, <laughs> I think I already know the answer to this, but when you left full-time um, work as an osteo, was that decision uh, based around a financial decision, or was it more so just having the freedom to do other stuff and not be stuck in the office, or, or like you said, going to a job that you weren't so much passionate
1: about anymore yeah it was definitely um played a big role in it and being able to do the things that i'm really passionate about i just knew that being inside a room all i was i was i I knew that being here on this planet there's more for me than being in a little room all day um, with people and i wanted to do some more travel and workshops and online stuff so it was definitely the freedom but Of course, money was important, Um, and people say money's not important, but it's what allows us to serve. It's what allows us to give back, and um, financial stress is one of the highest causes of stress, so money was um, definitely up there and important, but the ultimate was about my happiness and and following my passion and um, being able to help others do the same, so yeah.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned before you started a blog, Um, was that purely just to generate traction and Gain some awareness around what you were doing or were you making some form of financial um, uh
1: with yeah with the blog it was definitely about getting out there um and traction and it was just another way for me to reach more people and create as much value as I could so um that was there were two things but I was also health coaching at the time so it was another way to get people onto my um, get traffic coming my way so that I could, I guess, find, make, you know, earn money coaching and, uh, and move into that realm. So, um, yeah, there are a couple of reasons behind it.
0: Yeah. What advice would you have for somebody that doesn't necessarily have that uh, financial backing or freedom to be able to leave their job just yet? oh um Probably a tough question. It is, well, no, no yeah i think
1: a few things like knowing that um you know anything is possible and that it will happen knowing that it's it's not going to be easy but it's it's absolutely worth it understanding that it does take time anything takes time um but i think one of the biggest things is yes being patient being patient is important but taking action and if you're building something on the side, consistently building it. And I think consistency is probably the key word there in anything that you're choosing to do. Um, Consistently building it on the side until you do have that stability to, um, to take the leap. Like some people can afford to just take the leap. Others um, find that the opportunities open up when they do take the leap, um, when they allow space for something new to come in. Um, But I think, just taking the, making sure that you've got that financial stability will um, definitely ha- definitely help and have a backup plan in place. You know, the worst case scenario, what that you go back to, you pick up something else. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, just be consistent in whatever you choose to do.
0: Yeah, I might add something there as well. I think with those that are making that decision to transition into something else, if if your job is, you know, something like myself, where it's a personal trainer or Ash who's an osteo, um, and you have the ability to keep some form of connection and ties in the job when you leave, so then if it doesn't work out, you can come back. That's obviously an extremely important thing to do because, you know, it may not work out. But if you, you're, you're obviously qualified in, in whatever you're doing before you leave. So that's another thing to keep in mind is that you do have that Security of being able to get another job. In the end of the day, you're always going to be able to get that job again if you really need to. You may not be at the same spot, but if you're qualified, you'll be able to find work. So that's some form of security, I think, mentally anyway. Knowing that you can drop, fall back on that.
1: Absolutely.
0: You mentioned personal development um, towards the start of the podcast. Um, you know, something that I'm massive on is obviously podcasting, um, reading, YouTube vlogs, all that type of stuff. Um, uh, you also said before about how now more and more people are kind of starting this whole kind of, or starting to live this lifestyle where they don't have to be doing a typical nine-to-five job. For those that are just kind of just now realizing that it is an option, do you have any uh, resources or podcasts or books or anything that you could recommend for people to listen to on, you know, um, people that you may, may have come across before you decided to leave and kind of oh um, freedom? Oh,
1: I I love so, I listen to so many different podcasts as well, but another, a, a podcast that I didn't, this didn't help me, but I've since someone put me onto it uh, about six months ago, and it's an awesome podcast. I'm not sure if you listen to it. It's called um, How I Built This. Yeah. Have you, yeah, I think that's a really good one for people to, you just hear so many stories of how people created what they have. So that's probably my favorite in terms of startups and yeah um getting ideas of um all of the hard work that these people put in like they say you always you see the glory but you never see the story so um i think that podcast channel is awesome for people to understand all the hard work that comes in and how all these little ideas can lead to amazing things and all the different options out there so that's um definitely my favorite in terms of helping people understand that but um other podcasts who do i also i love lewis howe's um Oh, I listen to so many. Um, one of the biggest personal development, things that have made a big difference in my life is um, Dr. Joe Dispenza and doing his work um, has has been really uh, influential in my growth, definitely.
0: Awesome. And you also mentioned mindfulness. Um, is that yeah. something that you practice daily? Like a few of the guests that I've had on here, we've discussed it recently. and It's something that I've been doing every single day this year. was one of my goals to meditate at least kind of five to ten minutes at least every single day, which is something I've kept up and I've mentioned before how, you know, I would have thought I'd be the last person to to um, meditate, uh, especially every single day, but what form of mindfulness do you kind of um, practice?
1: Yeah, it's meditation for myself also. I actually spoke at Wanderlust on the weekend about morning routines and, um, and mindfulness and I mentioned that I actually went to this uh, retreat with Dr Joe Dispenza in Mexico in June and it was there that I made the commitment to myself to meditate daily and I have not missed a day of morning meditation since um, and it's just its completely changed my life. So um, meditation is a big one for me and that's something that I was not practicing consistently um, over the last few years. It's been very inconsistent. I didn't really know where to start with it but um, I do one of his guided meditations every morning and um, it helps me um, start my day in the best state and the best energy possible so it's yeah it's hugely influential
0: yeah 100 percent. you mentioned also morning routines so i think i I find that that is a massive part so i meditation is part of my morning routine but even if i meditate later in the day i find that sticking to some form of morning routine is also a, a form of mindfulness even though you're not practicing meditation if i nail my morning routine and i know that i've set myself up it's just a successful day then in my mind like I'm already kind of switched on and feel like the day's off to a good start so what's your morning routine look like
1: uh, I the big one I think for a lot of people and it's funny at this at this event on the weekend I said you know put raise your hand if you if you have a morning routine or a ritual and one person and it blew me away actually because I live by my morning routine so um, it's just it's so important but getting up early I think is the big one um, for me. It's meditation and gratitude. First thing, um, lemony warm water, hydration. Um, I do the hot cold shower thing. That's yep. something that I've been practicing consistently, which is um, helps me start my day really well. Is really well also, and just moving your body. Um, those are probably my top things that I do every morning.
0: Have you looked into much of Wim Hof's?
1: Ah, uh, I, I know bits about it, but I couldn't. I couldn't explain it to someone, yeah. so I've looked into a little bit. It looks pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, it's pretty unreal. Like I haven't got into extreme detail about. He's got a ton of different programs which get pretty full on, um, but even his four-minute practice that um, that Lewis actually did on his his podcast is definitely worth going to check out. It's it's pretty insane stuff, and I've looked into him a little bit. And you just just when you mentioned that hot cold. Um, therapy but also just like the power of breathing and and the breath and the mind is pretty crazy so Uh, anyone listening or watching that wants to check that out I'd highly recommend it I think the best one I've listened to was on Lewis Howes podcast so just type in Lewis Howes and Wim Hof and have a listen to that it's well worth it
1: I'll I'll definitely look into that as well because it's something that's been coming up a lot for me lately this the the whole breath power of the breath and the um, Wim Hof stuff so it's um, my next thing to have a look into. Great.
0: I'm sure the next of many things, like myself. <laughs> um, all right, a couple more questions before we wrap things up. What is the long-term goal for you? So you mentioned you're back doing a little bit of osteo as well, so have you got kind of a long-term goal that you're aspiring to in terms of what your, your week looks like?
1: Yeah, I mean at the moment I've got yeah two days in, in clinic and then the rest I work on my network marketing business um, which is going really well uh, and I'm just in the um, the starting, the early stages of creating some workshops and some online programs with a girlfriend of mine which is more around wellness and mindfulness. So that's something that we're focusing on in the next 6 to 12 months. Um, but at the moment I think I have the perfect balance in continuing to build my osteo clients continue to build my network marketing business um, and creating more and more online programs so we can reach more people
0: awesome and obviously with all this stuff going on I'm assuming there's a fair bit of goal setting and stuff involved is is goal setting or writing down your goals or visualizing your goals is that something that you do daily or weekly
1: Yeah, definitely weekly. Write down. I set goals weekly, and then I do the visualization. It's actually part of my meditation every morning. Um, So that's a big thing for me. Uh, Also, I don't know if you've heard of Mind Movies. Sort of, it's a visualization um, program, which is really cool as well. So I um, I do that every day also. Cool.
0: I might have to
1: check it out. Yeah, it's awesome.
0: Right. Awesome. All right, Ashley, thanks so much for, for joining us today. I'm sure everyone's got a ton out of it. Um, I know I have. And it's very interesting and I wish you the best for for all the years to come and everything you've got going on. It's awesome.
1: Thanks so much, Danny. It's been a pleasure.
0: No problem. All right, guys, if this is your first episode listening to the podcast or watching it on the YouTube channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Check out some of the previous episodes um, and, and, like I said, subscribe for more in the future. But thanks so much for tuning in today make sure you, you leave a review or a comment, give the video a thumbs up and, and leave a, uh, a rating on the podcast and look forward to chatting you to you in the next episode. Me shall prosper. Yes, I came. I saw I conquer. No fake shit against me, shall prosper. Yes, I came, I conquer. And they don't wanna see you win. So it's fuck
1: em till the end. And they always gonna hate. Always gonna have some shit to